Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Hello, I'm Colin Robinson and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan and I play Ogvar, a ranger from Kessig. to do just a little bit of housekeeping um it was my birthday last week and some Yay! of <laughs> some of our followers has sent me birthday messages um which is really appreciated guys thanks very much so here's a really big shout out to jess davis derek taylor dave wallers aj clark AD&D steve and paul swift thanks guys thanks a bunch previously our companions challenged some rather nasty canine critters in pursuit of some extra coin. The hellish hounds were no match for Kewin's meaningful mace, and the fiendish foes were finally finished off. Our brave bunch have made their way back to the guild for a well-earned bevy. Episode 22. Nightlights and wondrous sights. Okay. Well, I was going to go up to his room and yep. treat all the leather and buff up all the brass buckles yep. and get them nice and... Then go back downstairs and... This is that never split the party thing, isn't it? Never mind, Kieran, we're going up to see... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Orland, Orland is practically vibrating. He is that happy. And, he, you know, he's, he's kind of... You see the leather twisting as if he's trying to look at himself like he's a new bag. <laughs> got a You've got him looking all shiny. All his scuffs have been polished out. He looks like a new bag. So... We'll go and have... Uh, yeah, we'll walk, up to church. We'll walk back... Um, back up... T- it's going to be uptown, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes. You, yeah. We, we walk back uptown and then take the pathway back up to the yeah. church. Okay. Um, get up to there and uh, the doors open. Well, presumably the doors are closed at this time of night. Uh, yeah, it only takes you a quarter hour to get up there, but the, the doors are closed. But obviously, you know, you can open it. They're it's, not locked. They're not locked. Right. Okay. Well, we'll 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 go in and um, call. Maybe shout um, Esther. There's there's no one in the church that you can see, but. Obviously, it's this time of night. She's probably upstairs in her own quarters. Okay, right. Well, we'll go shuffling up the stairs and get to the door at the top and knock politely on the door. Make me a reflex save, Kewin. God, it's almost oh, bloody me. What's this, like, a mixture <laughs> of beer and stairs or something? Oh, that's a five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you feel something splat on your shoulder. It's bat poo. <laughs> yeah. I say. Yeah. What's the matter, Bit Kieran? of back one, uh, Oh, it'll slide off. It'll be fine. <laughs> Go up the last few steps and uh, revenge the bat. Knock on the door. Um, compared to the inside of Laura's cape. Knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, you hear Esther's voice. Oh, come in! I just open the door a bit. Squeaks open. And I say, uh, Esther. Oh, hello, dearie. 
Is it alright if we come in? Oh, of course! It's only me and Kieran. Oh, what, what happened to Ogvar? Oh, Ogvar's down. He, he's down at the inn. What was the inn called? Oh, no, it's not. It's the guild. The guild. He's, um, Ogvar's down at the guild. He's, um, he's having a bit of me time with somebody. That sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You could say something, that would that wouldn't sound any better. <laughs> he's, he, he's 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 looking after the bag. He, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, um, I, I think I'd better explain myself because that just sounds. She's giving a bit you wrong. quite a quizzical. Look. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's your grandson, uh, Florent. He um, he he gave us a bag as a haversack as a gift. Um, something that you would have owned, I think, previously. Um, well, it didn't happen to be a beat-up old leather bag, did it? it? It did, yeah. Oh, yes, I remember that from my childhood. I don't know whether... I gave it to, um... I gave it to Florent after, you know, he, he left to go to the church and I didn't need it anymore and, you know. Right, well, uh, yeah, Ogbar's just, um... He's doing a bit of leather restoring on it. He's just, just. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, he's just looking after the bag, and we'll, we'll go and meet up with him afterwards. Um, is it all right if we come in? Yeah. You want to ask? Oh, Maria. Sorry. Okay. Right. Um. So, obviously, we've shuffled in. I'll just push the door shut. Um. Briefly. And just, yeah. We um, we've booked a room down at the Guild for the night. Um. Thank you for your kind offer, but you've got family here now. You've got um. Cat was it? Cat? No, it wasn't Cali. Yeah, Callie, uh, Robert, you've got and Cal- Callie, Robert, and Florent um, uh, are here, and what's he laughing at? Just a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> right, you you got you got family here. You know, you got Callie, Robin, and Florent here. Who? Florent, isn't that his grandson? No, Robert, not Robin. <laughs> Did I say Robin? Did yeah, I really? I it Robert and... I'll try again. You've got Callie. Robert and Florent here. Um, it's a bit crowded up here, and we thought that maybe, at least for tonight, we'd go stay somewhere and give you a little bit of time with your family and friends. Oh, um, bless you. You're so thoughtful that you not. No, that's fine. The reason we've come up here was we, we wondered whether you would like to accompany us. We're going to go to the uh, underground arena, and we wondered whether you'd like to come with us, because I'm sure you don't get much chance to go down there while, while you've been looking after the church all this time. Oh, absolutely. Give me just a second. Well, it's fine. I'll tell you what. We'll make our way back down. If you come down to the guild, we'll, we'll be down in the bar there. You come and meet us down there. I won't be two ticks. No worries. Anyway, I'm going to let myself back out, yep. shut the door. She disappears off into where her room is. Yeah. Yep. Imagine I slip on the back one on the way down the stairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> clank, 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 all the way down the stairs with, uh, with the paladin. And... Yep. Uh, out the front door, shut the door, and back we'll go all the way back down to yeah. the girl. She catches up to you at the bottom of the hill. Um, cool. She's clearly kind of got a bit of a clip on, so to say. Um, and this time when you see her, she's got her chainmail on. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, sorry, no, she hasn't got her chainmail. She's got light leather armor on. Right. Uh, but her sword is different from the last sword you saw her with. Uh, this time her she sword... She has a sword wardrobe. She, she's, she's a collector. Um, the sword she's got is... It's a long sword like the original one was. However, it glows with a slight blood-red hue. Mm. I've eyed that already. I've eyed that up. Alora didn't miss that one. 
Okay. And she joins with you and she, she's surprisingly, she, she is continuously surprising you with how spry she is for her age. She doesn't look like someone who's um, 60, 68. She looks several, several years younger than what her actual age. So, um, well, glad you could join us, Esther. It's nice to have you with us. Um, it's my pleasure. We'll uh, pop into the guild and go and find Ogvar and... Okay. Yeah, maybe we can go down. We've, we've had some dinner. Have, have you eaten? Oh, yes, I've eaten. Okay, that's cool. Um, right. Well, maybe I can get you a drink while we wait. Oh, well, that'd be lovely. Right, so uh, I'll go into the guild. I'll go up to the bar. Do you want another drink? Yes, yeah. Oh, maybe have a small mead. A small this mead. Time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, I've uh, one small mead. I'll have the same. I'll make mine a small. I'll have small mead this time. Yeah, we'll have mead. Hello, um, Laura. Oh, hi, Agua. How's it going? Oh, capital. Yeah. Did you get your job done? Oh, look. Look at him now. Look at that. He's looking fantastic. Well, well, walk straight past me. I sat here. Oh, I didn't realise you were there. I thought you'd still be up up in the room or something. Um, what's she drinking? I'll order uh, Esther a drink. Esther will have a glass of wine. Mm. Okay. And, one, and one glass of wine. So it's 12. He, he, he's seen, obviously, served you early in the evening, so he four silver pieces. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take that off my... I've still got some list. I'll just take it off this for now. It's just easy. So right. he, he gets drinks out pretty quickly. Two small meads and... A wine is Ogvar not having anything. Oh, I'm sorry, Ogvar. I've completely forgot to order you a drink. What would you like? Uh, just, just an ale again, please. Yeah, another ale as well, please. Okay, so then four. He charges you one silver piece for the ale. So I pay the man, um, Valdo, pay him, and then uh, go and find a seat. Okay. Take Esther with us. Your seat by the window where you were before is still vacant, so you you take those seats up again. Okay, so you all sit down and Esther's sipping on her wine, you're sipping on your mead and your ale. So, Esther, every time I've seen you so far, you've got a different sword. Yes. What's the story with the sword wardrobe? Well, you know, some people like having collections of clothes and dresses, I like having a collection of swords. They are rather nice. Yes, they are, aren't they? They've been with you a long time. Yes, since my youth, I'm oh, afraid. Right, okay. This one was uh, my favourite sword from when I was a midnight duelist. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. How did you get on with um, the bag? Yes, uh, top top results. And pick up the bag. Pop it on the and... Oh, that does look smart. I feel like a new bag. Oh. We all look at each other. <laughs> Right, I'm now. Laura's going to look and see what reaction she's going to get from Esther. Esther looks slightly surprised and goes, Oh, Orland! You haven't spoken in years! You know? Of course I do! Laura's going to smile. He stopped speaking when I was about five, I don't know why. He's. Because you dropped me downstairs! How could you do that, Esther? That's a long time to hold a grudge, Orland. I'm a bag, I don't do years. Uh, well, well, I hope you don't mind, Esther, but it would appear that Orland's kind of one of us. He's joined the party. <laughs> Not at all. I'm I'm awfully sorry, Orland. I didn't I didn't know that was why you stopped talking. I was I was sort of it was part of my part of my imagination. Yeah. Um Well he's he's been cleaned up and buffed up and he's he's got a new uh 
a new uh, exterior, shall we say? Yes. And uh, I take it the uh, the butter and the walls are, are safely inside you, Orland. So, for, in case we have to do it again. Yes. Yes. I've I've, I've got my stash. Oh, awesome! Absolutely awesome. We leave Orland on the table, sort of over towards Laura. Yeah. Right, all of you make a will save. A will save. A will save. Ooh, that's an interesting one. That's, that's a, a twenty all in. Seventeen all in. Wants to be a four all in. <laughs> 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 With the exception of Ogfar, everyone around the table startles slightly, but doesn't react. Ogvar, you startle so much you slightly choke on your drink, as. You're sat there, the window's beside you, you just hear a thunk. I close my eyes because like I don't a, even need to look. It sounds Alora like a very knows. wet splat. Alora? Uh, uh, yeah. Is I'm, that what I think it is? I'll be back in a minute. It's the bat! I get up. <laughs> I get up and I You're walk around the table, me, out through the front door, <laughs> and round to the bottom of where the window is. And uh, what do I see? There is a small, black, furry, wet blob on the floor. I'm gonna. Is, is it kind of black bat or shaped. is it reddish black? It's bat shaped. I'm gonna lean down and I'm gonna pick it up by the end of its wing and it's lift, dripping. lift it up. Is it? Yes. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm going to lift him towards my nose and go, what does he smell of? Nothing really. He just smells like soggy bat. He <laughs> doesn't smell sweet like mead or something. No, he just smells like soggy bat. <laughs> I'm just going to, well, Laura's just going to go, wow. <laughs> really? You have not been out there long, Roman. What have you been doing? <laughs> oh, God. So... I'm just going to carry it in through the door, holding him by a wing, and I'm going to walk around to the table, sit down, and just lay him down on the table and examine him. <laughs> Is he injured? No, he's not injured. He's just soggy. Is it raining outside? He's got himself a bit of a concussion. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> I'm just going to scratch my head, which is going to kind of lift my hat at the one side, you know, rub the corks a bit, and... <sighs> Sigh, and he, then I'm gonna. Uh, he, he seems to be a bit um, damp, but it wasn't raining when we came up. No, he's looking a bit of a soggy mess, isn't he? Um, has anybody got a cloth? Have you still got that cloth? You haven't got that cloth with you, have you? It's a bit buttery. <laughs> you, you, yes, I, I don't you think it is. You want to buff the bat? <laughs> <laughs> a freshly buttered bath. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's got like an oily coating, which means the next time it gets wet, it will slide off. You're free to try. Thank you. So I'm going to take this slightly oily cloth and I'm going to clean my back down, dry him down, so he's got a nice gentle coating. <laughs> you have a freshly buttered bath and you best hope you don't need to catch him in a hurry. <laughs> You've effectively greased your back. No, no, he's uh, just, uh, no, uh, I've, I've uh, moisturised uh, him, okay? There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nivea for no, bats, uh, isn't uh, it? Uh, uh, make sure you don't put any on his claws. He might find it rather difficult to uh, 
to land. Yeah, yeah. we're still well. too late now. No, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. So I've given him a wipe I've dried him off and like, moisturised him in the process. So look, double whammy, eh? Um, oh I'm going to hand the, hang the cloth back. <laughs> Esther's looking at this entire scene with a with look of utter bemusement on her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about this, Esther. He, he he's at that difficult age, you know. We we've had, we've had conversation. Um, I don't know where he's been. Yes, well, you know, hmm. freshly buttered bass and all that. Yeah, don't do him any harm, does it? So I'll stick him back inside my cloak. You now got a buttery bass in. <laughs> yep, that'll do. Buttery bass. <laughs> oh, God, as you all sat there. Esther looks at you, Kieran, and you look... How injured do you look? Who? How injured do you look? Uh, I've had a good... Uh, I've got 11 hit points to heal. I, I was down to half. So mm-hmm. I had, had did take a bit of a... She looks at you and she goes, Well, what have you guys been up to? You look a bit battered. And she leans across the table and she taps you on the shoulder and she casts Cure Moderate Wounds. Uh, so she's going to cast two d. She heals eleven points of damage, which is exactly. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, what have you been up to then? To be well, so battered. Well, we did a bit of. Uh... Not buttered, battered. <sighs> well, we did a spot of gardening and got a bit of a kicking. Oh. Well, uh, we say we, you know, uh, um, yeah, we did. Uh, Bit of gardening, did a bit of chopping, a bit of pruning, and then we went out and we took a contract on some um, hellhounds, which uh, was not quite as eventful as the uh, the topiary, but was a little on the toasty side. Topiary, topiary, you know, mm. you know, uh, funny shapes. We had the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> animals. Well, it's not well, topiary. I mean, it's not just animals. Wasn't is it? Any shape. <laughs> um, How'd you go? Well, we 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 went up to um, uh, the Ballandine estate. Oh, my oh, God! Oh. That's a character, isn't it? Yes, he's a pig. Yeah, that's an understatement. No, I had heard rumours that he had a was it topiary guardians? Yeah. Yes. They needed a haircut. Oh. Unfortunately, we got the job of doing it. Oh, well. It didn't go well for me, so I gave up. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Ogver was actually quite quite good. They liked him. Yeah, they, well, you know. He was popular, Mr. Popular over there. I managed to do a bit, you know. I, I did my fair share, but, you know. But, yeah. but Ogver, they, they started to congregate around him. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like you've had quite the eventful day. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was fun. We had a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of exercise and a bit of uh, gold, and uh, uh, you know, you know, all experience. And then we came back here and had a bite to eat. Very nice. Right. Well, yes, now well. we've got all that out of the way, would we all like to uh, go and see what's doing? Would I have rested at any point when they were up fetching? Would I have a short rest? Or? Not long enough for a short rest. Okay. You look a bit battered as well. Who isn't? Yeah, I mean... I could do with a few... What you want at the moment? 14 out of 20. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's going to take a, a second look at all of you. 
She's obviously just healed Kieran up, so she knows he's fine. She looks at you, she goes, Are you alright there, dearie, yes? Well, uh, I, I've been worse. Okay. What about you? No, as I said, the, uh, the Hellhounds was uh, just a little too close for comfort and a bit of a bit toasty on one side. So she's going to... Have you tried the bag butter? <laughs> I sometimes Moistur- Moisturised, dried out skin, that. Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, put it on the uh, force of my armour and anybody tries to grab me, I'll just slide off. <laughs> Be a slippery critter. <laughs> that bag butter's gone a long way, hasn't it? That bag butter on your back. Well, yeah. There's not a lot you can't use it on. So you want a difference? Yeah, the bag's back and got <laughs> So she heals Elora for eight points, Ooh. and she heals Ogfar for nine. <clears throat> oh, I'm back up to full health now. Yeah, same back up to 18 hit points. Yes, well, oh, give you a bit of a top up, and then we can go crack some skulls. Thank you for that, Esther. Yeah. I feel quite Great. a bit better already. Okay. Well, off we go then, and she springs up. Dust her hands off, brushes her knees down, and goes, Come on then! Looks like we're following much, you. Haven't had this much fun in years! Right. Follow yeah. Esther then. Come on, boys. What Looks like mean? we're going to get left behind if we don't keep up, you know what I'm saying? Well, yes. I mean, she's quite sprightly. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. So, yeah. we're going to pick the bag up. Yeah. Uh, would we want to put it in one of the locked rooms or take it with us because oh, I, I don't think... think I need to take my tent and everything so I'm going to mm. put all well, my I'll, I'll non-essential up... equipment in my room right but I think we should keep probably keep the the bag with us yeah um, yeah I think we keep I yeah. think all in, at the end of the day he's going to work out as a party member but you're not leaving me no we'll take you with us when no. you go where we go you go okay Yep. Okay, so she gives you a second to go put what you don't need upstairs. She comes back. You come back down and she's chatting with um, Valdo at the bar. They look like old friends chatting. And she goes, right, we're all good to go. Let's go then. Off we go. Come on. Cool. Let's go. And she leads you out the door. And from the door, she leads you further down towards the port. And it's at this point when she starts wending her way in, like, through the the narrow rat warrens of streets, actually pushing back towards the promontory, but coming at it from the side at a lower level. And as she goes, she's keeping up a constant stream of chatter, and she says to you, well, you know, entrances to the underground arena are in less conspicuous places, so, you know, there are, there are lots of them around the city, you'll be, you'll be sure to find them. Can I, can I make um can Laura make um a, a judgment call to herself? Can can she work out? She suspects that the underground arena is actually underneath the promontory. Can I? You're just you're just saying that. Oh. To yourself, you're just thinking that. I, yeah, okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. This That's is something what... you're thinking. You're not as, saying to right, Esther. Okay. As 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 Alora's wandering along, she's thinking to herself, the entrance to the underground arena may be. It may be located under the promontory. Well, That's all she's thinking yeah, to herself. Yeah, well, we can't no, comment. Just, no. Okay. So she she says to you that you know there's entrances all over the place in the city, 
Uh, it's just a case of knowing where they are. And she leads you over to a grate in the floor. So she she turns to you, she says, right, okay, uh, if we lift this one up here. Okay, well, well here you go. So I'll... Okay, make a strength check. 12 plus 2 is 14. Yeah, you easily lift this grate out of the way. And it, it, the grate opens up to reveal a stair, uh, a, a set of ladders going down. She says, right, in we hop. And she just jumps in, feet first, goes straight down. Okay, well, there, there you go. I'll, I'll bring up the rear. Right, Laura's going to climb down the ladder. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was going to ask me to make a climb check. Come well, on. No, because it's a ladder. You're not, you're not using strength to climb. You're oh, yeah. going down anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you shutting the grate above your head? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I shall. So you all get down the ladder and you emerge into, as opposed to what you would assume is a sewage pipe from the top, mm-hmm. you emerge into a very well carved out tunnel which is lit with wall sconces and lanterns. She goes, right, off we go. And she just starts heading off further into towards the middle of Drunau. You follow her for a decent amount of time and she eventually, you eventually come out and you this small tunnel opens up into a larger, more central tunnel. You can see there are other tunnels here and there and you see a couple of people coming through them. They're obviously coming from all around the city. And you can all make me a wisdom roll, please. Oh dear. That's, That's 16. Oh no, don't. Uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Straight wisdom. Sick, yeah, 16. Okay. I got a three minus one. Smart. Um, so <laughs> both Q and Inogvar, your solid guess is that this is under the promontory. Alora's thinking. No, she's not. No, you're not thinking. <laughs> no, so she's not thinking. Yet. No, not with that no. role. No. Alora uh, is is too distracted by I don't know the soggy uh, soggy patch on her ribs from where your bat is. Underneath the. Yeah, you've now got a, a soggy, wet patch of buttery bat on your ribs. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it, it uh, seems to be roughly underneath the promontory. What do you reckon there, Ogla? Yes, I would agree. I, my geography skills are... Well, that's what I was thinking earlier, but I couldn't couldn't be sure. Oh, well, yeah, it would have yeah, been my best guess. So, Esther turns around and goes, well, this is the atrium, and if we head on that way, you'll get towards the underground arena. And she points behind her, and she she's really excited. She's, uh, she, you know, she's very lively. She's bouncing. I say she's bouncing around. She's um, she's constantly moving. She's, you know, she's excited. She's looking forward to this. Laura's feeling quite chipper as well, actually, because she's quite quite excited about the fact that Esther's excited. There's obviously something interesting down here. Okay. So this main entrance she's just pointed to is a large vertical crack that forms a natural crude arc. Where it meets um, arch, where it meets the chamber's floor. So as you're going towards it, you, this, this crack comes down. And it just arches out like that into a bigger opening. So you've got this kind of natural formed arch as you head in. Walking through, you enter what is the cistern. It's the main area of the underground underground arena. It is the area here. The arena, it's 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 round. It's it's round shape, and it has diameter of about 50 foot. You could say. And in the middle of the area, there is a naturally formed platform. And it's a very rough edge platform. It's not a solid uniform round shape. But it's a roughly formed platform with kind of three uh, almost conjoining arches of rock 
joining it to the you know the main base rock. Everyone roll me a spot check please. That's a twenty. That's an eight for Laura. Yeah. I do realise that when I start fighting I'm gonna be rolling three and fours. <laughs> Twelve for Oliver. Okay. Even with an eight, I mean you're slightly distracted by this arc as uh, uh, arch as you go in. But once you've actually got in there, your attention fully snaps to what's actually here. And you can see uh, that throughout the system there are multiple entrances which have been created using dried up or low capacity water pipes. And these are up in the walls and you can see there are, people are walking through them. They're obviously arriving from different parts of the city or they're taking a different route. And they're actually arriving through these pipes. Uh, the walls of the cavern are mostly dry, there are a few high capacity pipes which are pushing out torrents of water which are crashing down the walls and um, into this pool below because the way this room set out, you've got around the very edge of the room there is a, uh, like a, a body of water running all the way around the edge of the room and then where this natural platform is, this platform is actually suspended to a higher level than the floor and there's water kind of whirlpooling underneath it and it's constantly flowing. So these, these pipes are they're pushing out water through and they're coming, they're crashing down the walls, they're landing in this pool at the edge of the room. And there are three of them. They create a cool, dank atmosphere, and these constant crashing sounds are helping to conceal, you can imagine, the chamber's presence from outside. Um, using the walls as anchorage, there are a myriad of wooden platforms which have been built. They're interconnected using ladders, makeshift stairs, and rope bridges. These platforms play host to a mixture of bars, shops, seating, and occupy every spare inch of the wall space. So as you look up, you can just see just platforms and ladders everywhere. I mean, even if you turn around, they're above the, they're in the wall above you. This place is humming. Colourful banners and signs lay over the railings, embroidered with logos and motifs advertising businesses and establishments. From the insides of the platforms, lanterns are hung, lighting the floor below. Lanterns vary in colour, ranging from soft yellow hues to blood red tones. Each pinprick of light contributes to the ambience of this scene. So as you're stood there, you're looking in, and you're looking up, and it's it's not particularly brightly lit, but it's like you can see everything is lit in different panes of colours. Um, spare space on the cave on the cave's walls are occupied by long crimson hanging banners, most likely salvaged or liberated from a vast ship. The tattered ends have been secured to the wall lower down, creating billowing roofs, almost tent-like. So these are anchored like in the middle of the in the middle of the cave ceiling, and they're hanging like that right. in in curves and billowing arcs. Um, this has the effect of like lowering the ceiling. It creates a closer atmosphere, so you've actually got the blood red canopies above you. Uh, the flags, banners, and wall hangings often flutter in the updraft from the crashing waters. Uh, some of the larger platforms, large steel braziers are lit using a mixture of coal and scrap wood. Very often these braziers will hiss and spit a myriad, myriad of colours due to different minerals and ores. The heat rises in a haze adding to kind of like this whole fantasy theme. So it's, it's this whole kind of smoky, dense, close but light, differently coloured. It's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, vibrant, that's what I'm looking for. A kind of a 60 foot wide section on the wall opposite the main entrance is bare with the exception of a single 30 foot long platform in the middle of the space, kind of 40 foot up the wall. So it's a 30 foot, you've got uh, 15 foot either side in, in gaps before the nearest 
platform or stall and it's up in the air, so it's off the floor. Uh, this platform is draped with gauze-like black material forming a curtain that obscures an individual's view. The floor of the cistern is relatively circular in shape where the high capacity pipes expel down the wall. There are squarish cutouts where the water runs below the floor into a cavity. This water then flows underneath the raised platform where the pool appears to be in a constantly agitated state. The ceiling of the cistern has a largish hole which you can just see when you crane your head up to the highest point. And this hole allows light to filter in, forming a natural spotlight on the platform below. The underground arena is frequented by, you can see, like, looking from around you, you can see that there's uh, a lot of people who look quite poor. Like, uh, they're, bearing, they're wearing rags. Uh, there are people who look like businessmen. They're quite poshly dressed. They, you know, they, they don't look like, um, they don't look like they're not well off. And you can see the occasional noble on some of the higher platforms, usually denoted by, like, you know, richer robes and glittering jewellery reflecting in the light. Where the light's coming down from the centre, is that magical light that's coming no. from above? It's natural light. But it's it moonlight. Oh, moonlight. Right, okay. Mm. It's, it's not directly above as well, so it's not like coming down straight above. What it is, this hole, where the ceiling are, it's, the hole is like a sight angle. You can imagine that if this is a promontory, somewhere on the side of this promontory there is a large gaping hole which is just acting as a natural spotlight. Right. We're just focusing the light yeah. onto the the area. <clears throat> yeah, the platform in the middle. Right. And around this hole is where the banners are secured and they're draping down towards the walls. Right, okay. Okay, well Laura's just going to take all of this in and it's quite wondrous and she's quite amazed by it all because although she's travelled around a little bit, she's never been anywhere quite like this. This is something completely new and quite fantastical to her with all the colour and the movement and yeah this is she's feeling buzzing the atmosphere is making her buzz. Hogwarts is a bit of a gog really because he's never seen anything like this it's completely out of anything he's ever seen before so he is a bit just like gob open looking up. Yeah. I'll take it that uh, area there is where the fighting is done. Yeah, is that right, Esther? Yes, uh, she, she laughs, and you can see that you, she, you see the laughter in her eyes. She's actually really happy to be back here. It's been quite—you can imagine—it's been quite a while for her since she's been here. She goes, "Yes, uh, well, as long as I haven't changed it from my day, that's where all the uh, fighting used to be, and the auctions and all sorts used to happen there." So come on, Esther, tell us what, what's the order of play down here. Well, you see the platform up on that opposite wall there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is owned by the person who runs this place. Right, who is? Nobody knows. Oh, okay. So far, nobody has ever seen the owner of the underground arena. Their identity has remained a mystery until this day. So what happens here? Do people fight for money? Do they... Um... All sorts. I mean, look up, look up here. Uh, you see, over on that platform there, that used to be Asp's Ales. Don't know if it still is now. Used to be in my day, Asp's Ales. And they used to run all sorts of card games from there. Oh, so this is a bit of a den of iniquity then. Oh, absolutely. Gambling, fighting, right. betting, illegal sales of goods. And this is run every day? 
Oh, it runs nearly always, all the all time. But not during the day. No, well, no, not during the day, no. Okay. So, um, uh, what sort of rules are there for the fighting? Is it to the death, or just till somebody says enough? Uh, no, 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 not not to the death. I think that would cause more a few more than a few eyebrows to be raised. Uh, fighting's usually done uh, settling debts for money. It all depends on what events going on in the day. So is it just so you're talking fighting, betting, um, score settling, um, uh, is it spell thing? It generally doesn't tend to be magic. Magic can get a bit out of hand. Yes, I can see that. But uh, no, it's, it's usually physical fighting, uh, bare fists, swords. Whatever you please. Maybe. So how do you find out the rules? Where do you go to, to... And how do you know what the programme of events is? Well, it's generally done by word of mouth. There's no brochure here. Okay. So we'd have to go and have a wander around. Well, let's go and find out what's happening tonight, then. Well, oh, I suppose we'd better try and... Uh, have a look around, possibly, and... Uh, oh, might even have a little... Uh, Go in the arena. What do you? I think I'd rather have a sense of the uh, the way things are run here, and maybe watch what goes on first. Yes, a bit of an entertainment first. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's it's a good idea to find out how all these things are, are run. You know, how do you enter, and what are the prizes, and uh, well, you know, you know, there's there's obviously quite a lot to do down here. Boy, it's noisy, isn't it? It's absolutely humming down here. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, like you know, with this uh, editorial, you know, I, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, a, a cultist uh, killing them, or you know, if I'm being attacked, but, you know, I don't really want to uh, fight to the death, so shall we say, you know, uh, not really my sort of thing. So I suppose we'd better find out what the rules are and everything like that. Yes, yes. Um, I hope. That she's still here. Uh, I have an acquaintance down here. Um, if you follow me, and she kind of starts leading you off towards the lowest kind of platform, which is available onto the next like kind of level. Because obviously they're, they're all platforms and they're connected by rope bridges, stairs, ladders, everything. So she leads you to the nearest one, which has got access to like, the next level up. And she leads you around for quite a while, and you start getting lost in all of the cacophony of noise you're, you're pushing past people I mean on the stairs there's someone coming up with someone's going down it's it's a bit crazy um, but there's there's noise there's smoke there's steam you can smell incense in the air and she leads you through a set up several ladders and across several platforms and she eventually comes to a quieter area of the uh, of the cavern basically and when you get there, it's a bar. And it's quite a bar, there's a couple of people quietly sipping on their drinks. And there is a woman, a quite a burly looking woman, stood behind the counter just roughly cleaning some tankards. Okay, we're going to look at um, Esther and... Is, uh, is it just the place? Yes, yes it is. And she takes a couple of steps forward, she goes, Trip tongue! Trip tongue! And the woman behind the bar looks up. And gives a large smile towards Esther. She goes, "How are you, Trip Tongue?" And the woman behind the bar goes, yeah, 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 "Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yes, yes, good. <laughs> how, how are you, Esther?" 
Esther smiles and she sits down and she orders a drink. So she asks for four ales. She puts the money down on the counter and Trip Tongue, as she's been called, goes and starts pouring the pouring the ales. And there's a bit of a conversation goes on between the two of them. It's obviously very bitty from Trip Tongue's side because of her name, henceforth, tripping over herself. But they have a conversation and Esther basically gleans the rules of the arena from her. Uh, she has an up she updates herself on, you know, what's going on, how it's all run. So obviously things have changed slightly from when Esther was last down here. And she turns to you and she says, You've all been listening to this, but listening to Trip Tongue it's quite difficult because the amount of stuttering and slurring on her words. And everyone make me a spot check. Kieran might get on with it. <laughs> 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 a long conversation. I'm a 13. 19 all in from Spot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's um, an 8 all in from Alora. Okay, Alora, you don't notice this, and neither do you, Kieran. But Ogval, you can see that when she opens her mouth to talk, she is literally missing the tip of her tongue. It looks like it's been sliced off at some point. Alright. You can assume this is why she stutters so much. Okay. okay. So Esther turns to you and she's, she relays the rules of the arena. And if we get page. She says, Yes, um, well, I've, I've just been talking to dear Trip Tongue there. It's a funny name, that, yes, but she, she is missing the tip of her tongue, so. Yes, I, I see why they call her that now. Yes, she's a wonderful lady. Um, Basically, the rules the rules of the arena have changed slightly since I was last here, as I expected. There's been a bit of change in management, apparently. Uh, which is quite unusual, but there's been a slight change in management. Um, but with the arena, the battles are either one-on-one, or there are beast fighting, that's, that's the same as before. But there's been a new section added, and it's, it sounds quite exciting, actually. So, so with uh, with the fights, if you're fighting weapon to weapon, you fight to surrender, no killing, no blood wants to be spilt really in this arena. Um, hand to hand, it's either knockout or surrender. Um, beast fighting, slay the beast, that's, that's the point of the fight. But the newer section, which is uh, interesting, is uh, magic fighting. Uh, it's, it's not, um, you're not, you're not hurting your opponent in that sense, but it's more of a uh, targeting. You, you have to hit three targets, and if you miss your targets or don't destroy them, it's obviously you lose. So the, the, the application is, is quite easy. You just go down to the steward at the bottom and you put your name in and what you want to do. and. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pot, they, they do it by pot, so people bet on your fights and um, it's, it's done through the official um, arena bookkeepers. Uh, so, so part of the, if you've, okay, it's done through the official arena bookmakers, so um, y- you, win, you win part of the uh, betting pool, basically. Ah, well, there seems to be quite a bit of variation, doesn't there? there you know, there's something for everybody here. Yes, there is. I mean, obviously there, there are all sorts on the plat- on these platforms here. You've got some bars. I think there's there's a couple of shops around here, um, and and there's also a lot of gambling. Yeah, well, there's just yeah. I can see why they call it the underground arena now. 
Yes, Black yes. market, yeah. Well, apart from that, it's underground. <sighs> yeah, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, uh, you know, if uh, I just decide to go on one-on-one, then at least I know that I ain't going to uh, have to kill anybody. Yes. The other beast is, you know, neither here nor there, but, uh, yes. As, as you're kind of having this conversation, Tripton kind of grabs Esther's attention. She garbles something at Esther, and Esther goes, Oh, yes, yes, sorry. The the beast fighting is done. You can do it on your own, or you can do it in a group. Well, that, that puts a different spin on things, doesn't it? There are uh, there are grudge matches held down here, which um, aren't done for money, but they are they're obviously to settle grudges and debts. There are grudge matches. Yeah. But that makes for some interesting watching. How do you keep control of those? Uh, there's a steward or two available. Oh, okay. I, they they know I... the rules, Irene. If they break the rules, they get banned. So do I? Do I take it that there there are some more powerful? Do, do, do they control it through magic? Do, do they actually control these through magic? And you say the stewards. You know, do they? They have magical. But it, it depends on the steward. <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think I see what you mean. I mean, obviously, if if say I'm fighting Alpha and Alpha's got, you know, four uh, hit points left, you know, he's, only, he's almost gone. What are what are hit points? I, I think they're more called that meta game. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to get across is. Um, if you're basically on the verge of killing him. If you're him, on the verge of killing him, <laughs> yeah. right, I could take him out with one hit. Yeah. Easily. You know. I think it's how do you know when you're going to take is she him kind out. Of, is she, yeah. It's like we need like, some, some master in charge of this dungeon. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to get a confound. Yeah. I don't know she, how you want me to put it. She, she kind of stops you as you're trying to fumble for your words. And she goes, oh, uh, uh, the stewards will jump in whether physically tackling you or, or using magic. I, I don't know what, but... They'll stop you in time. Oh, oh that, that, that's, that's fine. Then. Oh, uh, but it, it is, at the other day, it's also on you. If you wish to kill someone in the arena, then you must also face the consequences for doing that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's what I don't want. You know, I don't want to actually kill anybody. So, you know. Well, mm. I'd imagine that most people have just put their hands up and they've had enough. <laughs> if they're sensible. Yes, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Never back down. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, you've got to love him, haven't you? Bless him. Well, yes. We are lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so she she looks at you as well. Um, obviously, you've you've got the basics of what happens in here now. So. Um, I've got a couple of people I'd like to catch up with, if that's all right with you. You're not going to have a go yourself, Esther? No, no, not tonight, I don't think. Okay, all right then. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll wander off and just might go down and have a look at what's doing further down and we'll have a chat and see if somebody wants to have a go. Oh, well, I'll be cheering you on from up here then. Oh, thanks, Esther. Probably need it. We'll meet you back here and... I don't know, a few hours or what? Yep. Okay. So she 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 kind of moves her seat and she starts talking to Triptong and 
trip tongue is obviously in the, in the background just kind of chattering away and warbling at Esther and she seems to understand all of this um, so yeah well do you either of you two boys fancy having a go in the arena do you want to go and see who's doing what down there what's on the programme for the night yeah let's go and have a look I don't know won't be able to you know <laughs> what? Just choking. The just choking, the <coughs> listeners. <coughs> yeah, well, you could go and have a look, and you know, I might be able to move a bit of these old uh, arms going, you know. Isn't the Paladin 35? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm apparently like doing the funky chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Ogmar, do you want to? Lead the way back out, and we'll, we'll make our way back down. I will certainly try. Yes. So, I'll follow Ogmar yeah. out. So you start like kind of travelling down all these stairs and across rope bridges, and as you're going past, you're hearing sounds of people shouting. You can hear gambling very clearly going on. Um, and I'm assuming you, you get down to the bottom, and you're now on the floor of the arena. Okay. Is this sort of like a barrier protecting like the outside of the fighting area from the spectators area? No, oh. the arena is set up in a way that in the mid, in the very middle of this cavern, you have what appears to is it's about ten foot high. It's raised, and it's it's platform. It's fifty about fifty meters in diameter, uh, fifty foot in diameter. Sorry, and it is a raised platform. It stands proud of the floor by about ten foot, and it, there were three supporting arches coming off of it leading back down to the floor because where this central platform is it's like it's been cut out of the floor and lifted up so underneath you've got this big void and in this void there is rushing water obviously coming from these pipes which are coming down the wall and into the bottom and it's it's rushing in it's like a basin it's swirling around in the basin obviously draining away mm-hmm. to some somewhere but you've got water underneath, a platform above, and three supporting arches which support this platform. And that's where all the fighting is. As you get down there, you can see that on the platform, there are a couple of big, beefy blokes just having an absolute brawl. You can see them just leathering into each other with fists. You see teeth flying and blood splattering. It's it's violent and it's it's just... There's no finesse to it. They are just leathering into each other. Look at their queen, that's right. more your sort of thing up there. Oh, yes, you know. Look at all fisticuffs. Well, uh, you know, I'd like to see uh, actually how possibly good I am actually with my weapons, you know. I don't know what we've been coming against, but yeah, I've done fairly well. But uh, Yeah, I'll say you've been pretty tanky, to be perfectly honest with you, Kewin. Yeah, but, you know, it was good to strive to... Uh, Actually, maybe see exactly how good I am. So, do you want to have a go at this? Yeah, a, a little jolt. Right, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm going to be grinning and and, and turn to Aquara and, and just nodding, going, "Yeah, I'm up for watching this." You know. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. You know, you know, it's not going to be fake. So, uh, you know, a good night's uh, hip and maybe a bit of a, you know, hands and all. You know, as long as nobody gets. Seriously, hurt. That's the only thing. Oh, let's go and 
Why don't we go and take him down to sign up for something? What do you reckon, Offer? Oh, yes, I, I think that'll be a good idea. Yes! <laughs> right, I'll tell you what, Kieran, you lead the way. The, uh, let's go and find the. Is it, it's not the steward, steward, is it? Is it steward? Let's go and find the steward. Yeah. And yep. you can see what, what what's there. We'll see what you fancy. As, as you kind of approach closer, there, there are thronging crowds around the edge of this platform. Obviously, they're not having to push our way through them. Yeah. Yeah. You are having to. I mean, you're walking around the outskirts, and they aren't. They aren't fully packed all the way to the edges of the room. So you're making your way through kind of like a less crowded area. Right. But you can see that as you get closer towards uh, the platform itself, there are people stood up on kind of almost like wooden built-up decking, so they can see over the top. So it's about five foot high wooden decking, so they can see over the top of this platform. And they're all crowded around the edges of the platform. The where the arms are supporting this platform, they've been left clear. There's there's clear entry and exit routes off of this platform but there are people crowded around there's money being passed between hands obviously some under the table betting not through any of the official bookies um, but there's cheering there's kind of booing, jeering everything and as you kind of walk past this, the one guy he just hits this other guy around the side of the head and he collapses, he spins and collapses like a Chuck Norris slap basically and this guy's KO'd, and as you're just kind of stood there watching, everyone's jeering, booing, money's starting to be passed around, and uh, a, a gentleman dressed in kind of like a black, uh, it's, it's very much a uniform, a black uniform comes up and he pulls this guy who's fallen, who's been felt, he pulls him off the platform, and the other guy kind of cheers and walks around a bit, and then eventually leaves on his own power. <laughs> that's, that's what you see. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I say to them, you know, that looks rather, you know, nobody seems to be majorly hurt. So well, look, I, th- I think, I think well. that's the steward over there. You think you should go over there, Kieran? Uh, we'll, we'll come and ha- we'll come and have a look at what's we'll doing. Just hold on one, one moment. Um, are you going to uh, go for the uh, for the one on one? Are you there, uh, Kieran? I can do the one on one unless you want to go for the, uh, uh, you know, what's that? I can have a look. What you reckon? We can have a go against the beasts, or whatever. I'm, I'm fine either way. I, you know, a bit of a rough and tumble. Um, Ogvar's just gonna look across at Laura and sort of like look for her reaction as to what's going on. Well, the beast fighting looks interesting, and I'm not quite sure about the magic, magic combat, magic, magic. Yes, a new new kind of magic. It's magic. Um, the, that's that's the, what you have been doing so far. <laughs> it's all the same spells, but they have a slightly different effect. Sort <laughs> of budget in Scarpa, it'll be budget in Scarpa, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, the magic combat looks interesting, but um, well, I'm not too sure at the moment. I've never done anything like this before. Um, yeah, that's that's. I'm going to turn to. Oh, what I want to say. Let's throw the paladin under the bus first. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> I've got quite a lot of faith in him, but I just want to see what's going on. Do you think he'll have enough left in the tank for a, a second round against a beast? I don't know. He's a bit of a beast himself, isn't he? Okay, let's send him in. Oh my god. <laughs> are we going to offer? Are we going to offer up the entrance fee? <laughs> That's what I call a good night's entertainment. <laughs> Come on, Kieran, let's let's get you sorted. Okay, yes, uh-huh. So are you walking up to the steward's desk, guys? Yes. Walking a walker. 
Hello. Uh, uh, I'd like to have a little uh, turn in the arena, if that's uh, okay with you. What do I do? Uh, the guy looks up and he's got a big, thick book in front of him, and obviously he's got lists of entries. He's got paperwork all over his desk. He goes, "Right, you want to go in the arena, do you?" Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, please. You know, what are you going for? Beast fighting, one on one, barehanded weapons. What do you want? Uh, one on one with uh, weapons, if that's uh, okay. You know. Okay, if you take a seat over there, I shall pair you up with a combatant as soon as I can. Would that be the elf and safety elf? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> If you need medical attention for a head injury, please find it elsewhere. Elsewhere? <laughs> elsewhere. Elsewhere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really? Uh, and he points you over to a row of really crummy-looking seats. And there's there's a couple of people already sat over there. I mean, they're all shapes and sizes. You've got a couple of skinny blokes. There's a woman who looks like she lifts pigs for a living. Um... There's all sorts over there. I'm gonna walk over towards the um what's it? What's it? Uh Hi What what for spitting in it? Uh, uh, um you do uh, quite exciting, isn't it? <laughs> well I'm gonna sit down. The chair creaks really ominously and they all kind of look at you like oh, I hope I'm not fighting you <laughs> <laughs> Really hope I'm not fighting you. As a Kieran's disappeared off to the uh, arena. So are we uh, we going to back him? Oh, I reckon my money's on him. Oh yes, undoubtedly. He's quite handy, isn't he? So far. Hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't overdo it telling him that though, because he might get his head in his helm. Well, yes, it's uh, very, very true. But, uh, so I'd go to the coffers a little bit. Well, yeah. I think he probably will. I think he's worth backing and, uh, him, isn't he? If we do lose our money, uh, he doesn't know. And, uh, <laughs> he is he is a treasurer. <laughs> I think, let me let me just check what I've got on me personally, <laughs> money-wise. So Laura's going to start shuffling through a backpack, because obviously she, she's got her back to queuing. Um, I, I take it we're stood... I, I think we'll be stood, like, a good few paces away, probably ten foot away while he's at... Oh, he's gone he's, on to, he's gone he's gone in, to the chest, hasn't he? Right. Um, so I'm going to look in my okay. I'm going to look in my backpack and I'm going to say to him, "Well, I've got fifty gold pieces. I've got uh, ninety-five. Well, should we have a bit of a bet? I think so. Right. Well, we're going to tootle off and find a. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're going to tootle off and, and find um, the nearest um, bookkeeper. Uh, if he's at a betting stand or something like that, I don't know whether it's." A, Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So you wander off to find, and it's not difficult to find a bookmaker. They are literally everywhere. The one you come to is—he looks like an official underground arena um, bookmaker. He's wearing the uniform, black, with um, a blue sash around his waist, and he's stood in a little box, and he's got. A little, there's a little boy stood next to him with uh, books open and holding things for him. And he goes, Place your bets. Well, I'm gonna just hand him, I've got a little pouch with my 50 gold pieces in. There's 50 gold pieces in there. 
I've got 50 gold pieces on that paladin over there, sat on that seat. Righty ho. Uh, got a return rate of two, uh, 1 to 2 today, so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So he takes your money and he goes, Can I have a name for that bet? Oh, yeah, it'd be Greyvale. Greyvale, okay. And the boy next to him, he scribbles down in a book. He goes, Right, once the fight's over, you can collect your winnings if he wins. Okay, thanks very much. So, can I take a ticket or something? Yeah, he gives you a small stub and it's got a bit of scald on it. It looks really dirty, but he gives you a stub. Yeah, right, take that and just stick it in my pocket. Yeah. Turn around and I'll go wait behind Ogba. Yeah, no. Walk up, say, oh, I'd uh, like those odds. Lods, I'll, I'll match that bet, please. Okay. 50 gold pieces. And your name for that one? Uh, Ogba Shawford. Okay. And he gives you a little stub again, and there we go. So you've both bet 50 gold pieces on Kieran winning. Okay. Um, going back to Kieran. Right there. You win the tin. Hello. <laughs> right, your fight's up. Hello. Brilliant. Okay. Okay, so if you want to make your way to the arena, I will take the entry fee now, if that's quite all right with you. Oh, yes, no problem. Uh, how much for that, young sir? Five gold pieces. There you go. Okay. So he takes five gold pieces and he puts them into a little like drawer under his desk and he shuts it and he goes, Well, try not to get too injured. Okay, no problem. What? We don't accept any liability for injury or death caused by your decisions. Okay, no problem. Okay. And he just then promptly ignores you. Okay, I'm as you as you're walking up, you have the crowd either side of you. They're kind of looking, and they're just like, go booing is as you're kind of humming and and walking your way up. And <laughs> as you reach the top on the platform, you see your opponent. After a day of grafting for guild and gold. Esther excitedly agreed to join the crew, and our three have now become four. Drinks were downed, Orland got a greasing, and Rowan's bat-nav malfunctioned in a big way. Esther guided the group to the underground arena for a spot of evening entertainment. With the call of coin high on his agenda, Kieran was keen to take on a challenge. Ogvar and Laura sought out a bookie to place some bets before stepping up for supportive ringside roles. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.